0: future we're talking real money
1: it all seems so obvious sometimes doesn't it it just seems so obvious that you go you slap yourself in the forehead duh i can do this what am i talking about you can get out of the market when prices are really high historically and get back in when prices are really low historically it's called value timing and a lot of people do it. You, you hear uh, people like Nobel prize winner uh, uh, Robert Schiller talking about his Cape uh, valuation, where he looks at, uh, at what a company's value should be based on their earnings. And a lot of, mutual funds and market money managers will time the market this way. They'll go, well, if this this stock is way, way up here, or the market is way, way up here historically, we're going to get out, we're going to go to cash, and they they have a discipline to it. They're going to get out at, at a certain amount. They're going to get back in at a certain amount, and it sounds like something that, darn it, should just work perfectly, doesn't
2: it? It does, but the question remains, can, and this comes from an article at Uh, at the wall street journal, can investors use a market valuation strategy, which you just talked about to time the market. And here's the part that's important. Juice their portfolio returns over the long run. (laughs) In other words, make (laughs) a little more than the market here. Juice those babies up. And, um, basically the
1: idea is avoiding the really big downturns and, uh, and, and getting out after the big run-ups, right?
2: Yeah. And what what they're talking about is changing your portfolio from uh, 70, 30, 70% in stocks, 30% in bonds, right? Kind of, that's fairly aggressive for most people. And then when the CAPE ratio goes up, you move that back to 50% equity, 50% bonds. So there's an aspect of protection here, right? Because mm-hmm. you've moved out. There's an aspect But it's disciplined. Of, it's disciplined. It's, it's a disciplined approach. There is an aspect of accepting less money. You got to, because stocks have a general up. They they generally move up, right? Not every day, Mm -hmm. not every month, year, but they generally do. So you're going to accept less money. But the question is, is this a good strategy instead of just a lazy man strategy, building the right asset allocation, stocks and bonds, and uh, getting on with your life? Yeah. And what's really
1: interesting is that, Prior to the 1950, prior to 1950, this valuation timing strategy worked reasonably well. In fact, very well. It returned about a half a percent more than just owning the same benchmark portfolio over that, over the same period. Now, but here's the thing. What has happened to the market since the 1950s? Something, some big changes have happened. More people are in it. More people. There are, are in more it.
2: investors. Sure. Absolutely. Far
1: more investors. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: uh, 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 more investors than there have ever been, which does something very interesting to the markets. It makes them highly efficient. This is an argument on the opposite of the Cape guy, Schiller, which is Gene Fama. They both won the Nobel Prize in the same year, and they're on they opposite sides of this debate. But G- Gene Fama's argument has always been the market is incredibly efficient, not minute to minute, but year to year, month to month, sometimes it's very
2: efficient. And all that can be known
1: is known. There's no, there's no, there's no way to
2: sort of trade your trade your way one way or the other to sort of beat the market. And that brings me to what I think is important from this is people have a incorrect view in, I don't, we don't agree that timing is a good strategy anyway, but, but the idea that you can juice your returns Over the long haul by moving from an aggressive portfolio to a less aggressive one, well, that doesn't make sense because you're moving out of the things that have made more money into things that have made less. How is that juicing your returns? That should be viewed as a defensive strategy, if anything. Number two, nobody should do this ever, ever, ever on their own. I don't think the professional should do this, but the people that I talk to, many of you, you think you have the right portfolio and Bless you. Some of you do, but most of you do not. And number two, you have a tendency to do all this on an emotional basis rather than a disciplined approach. Right. And that brings me to number three. And that is, again, this aspect of moving out of stocks into bonds is really just moving yourself out of something that has over the long haul had an upward bias into something that's been more stable and, and produce a smaller returns. So no, I don't like this strategy. I I, I don't think this makes sense, and it, I I would have to go one step further. Again, I don't think anyone should try to employ this, especially on their own. I think it's I think it's dangerous. I think you'll end up leaving a lot of money on the table uh, that that, and it'll cost your portfolio performance.
1: Well, the uh, the the guy who did this study, uh, Dr. Derek Horsemeyer at George Mason. Uh, and again, I mentioned that the prior to 1950, the timing strategy actually did pretty well. Since 1950, though, the valuation strategy averaged 7.93% per year on average with volatility, with a volatility standard deviation of 8.49. That's,
2: That's the number.
1: Okay, right? now here you go. Or you could have made... On just owning the the portfolio, not doing anything, not getting in or out, just staying with it, you could have earned eight point seven five percent per year, just a little less than one percent more per year, with a lower level of volatility. Now go so figure less that one out.
2: Yeah, exactly. Standard deviation is less, and it Again, gets even more
1: important when you look dramatic. past two thousand to two thousand twenty three. This is where it gets really interesting because from 2000 to 2023, again, a much more efficient market than 1950 to 2000, much bigger market, more participants. Now the difference increases dramatically. The timing strategy, the valuation strategy would have earned less than five and a half percent per year on average over that 23 year period versus 7.4 percent. That's almost a 2% difference
2: yeah, leaving, per year, as I just said,
1: being in the market.
2: 1.9% annualized return you're leaving on the table year after year after year. Plus my guess is if you're trying to do this on your own, you'll do worse because <laughs> you'll be in one of those situations like, wait, it's saying I should get back in the market, but th- there's a recession. There's the fed's going to raise the rates. The, the Corporate earnings are down. I'm not going to do that. And you'll override the system. But
1: we know that a lot of people sit around in these downturns or when the prices get really high, you see a lot of people gnashing their teeth going, well, these prices are too high. I should get out and wait until they come back down. And that's what this strategy says you can possibly do, except the data proves you can't. And this is by using discipline. And as Tom is, is alluding to, you don't do discipline well. You really don't. You got emotions. You're, I mean, come on, think about it. Even these AIs appear to have emotion and they're not, they're not people. We, we got the AI, uh, we, we, we've got them beat when it comes to uh, doing bad things emotionally. So don't even, don't try this at home.
2: Build the right portfolio, rebalance when necessary and tune everything else out. You'll end up with more money. That is almost a guarantee there. Um, you want to take a couple questions?
1: Do I get to answer them today?
2: <laughs> I'll see if I can spare time for your answers uh, this time okay
1: look at yesterday's show This comes from
2: a beautiful dis- Spokane Bo- Spokane oh Washington. well if
1: it's from Spokane you pretty much have to answer that since you're no, a radio I'd, station owner.
2: yeah okay right. Jacob writes I heard you talking about adding small cap value exchange traded funds to a retirement portfolio for some younger folks. By the way, uh-huh. Jacob, we think yeah. they're good for some older folks too. Looking at Vanguard specifically, VBR has a higher percentage in midcap. What do you think of the ETF VW or VTWV, which I do not know? VTWV. Then you can tell this VTWV? is all VTWV, uh, which I've never heard yeah. of. So I'm going to go look that up. VTWV. I'll get it
1: faster. Oh, that's the Russell 2000. It's the
2: Russell 2. Okay, what do I think of yeah, the Russell- comparison?
1: The Russell 2, the Russell 2 is going to be, uh, a little smaller. Yep. A little smaller, small, uh, but I don't believe, but let me double check. Yeah. It's quite a bit smaller,
2: small, but it's uh, not going to have the value tilt. Maybe it doesn't have any, it, no, it,
1: it, it, well, it has actually it has a shockingly large value tilt, but compared to VBR, and i've got to pull it up and my computer's a little slow so i and apologize and mine's going to
2: vbro cuz apparently it thinks i need a trip um well i yeah, think but- so
1: cuz you've been stressed <laughs> out lately vbr um, vbr is the uh, vanguard small
2: cap may, value may, index
1: may i may i inject a bit of in for a bit of data here yeah wow the russell 2000 is actually smaller and more value tilted
2: and what's the expense ratio difference? Because VBR is inexpensive here, right? Oh, yeah. V-
1: VBR is very cheap, but like it's a 2000 index. It's got to be even cheaper. VBR is 0.07, and VTWV. VTWV. Is VT. It sounds like a radio station it in does. another country. Yeah. Uh, not in the United States, because we're all K's and W's for what that's worth. As long as radio lasts. Which probably isn't much longer. Why are you being so slow today? VTWV. And oh, Don, no. The VTW, says, VTWV is more expensive. It's twice as expensive at 0.15, probably yeah. because they have to pay to use the Russell 2000 the name. name.
2: yeah, which, yeah. which yeah. we're glad because they're out here in the Northwest. Uh, so if I had to pick between, I'd probably still take VBR.
1: i take AVUV.
2: Well, no, I, we, they, that wasn't the, see, this is why you don't get to answer the questions. Cause you don't answer I, the questions. You I make added up your C. own.
1: I, no, I added an answer. <laughs> yes. I didn't, ant, I, you I don't added an to answer
2: do that what's wrong right, with it. If he's playing guy. ETFs, he can play them any, he can do any ETF. He can play them. Okay. Then speaking of AVUV, this comes in from David in Cedar city, Utah. He said, you "I'm okay. going to be buying more Avantis U.S. small cap AVUV, and I'm looking at its bid and ask price. At the time I'm writing this, Saturday, March fourth, the value mm-hmm. per share is eighty-two dollars and sixty-seven cents. Okay, eighty-two sixty-one. Mm-hmm. He okay. says the bid price is eighty-one, and the ask price is eighty-seven forty-three.
1: I don't know what number A he's looking at
2: dollar that." I don't Uh, know what just that I'd be paying an additional $4 and 76 cents or 5.7 for each. Yeah. I concur. That would be nuts. That's a humongous spread.
1: As I, as we are recording this on, uh, March 8th and the dog is barking because somebody rang the doorbell
2: gives you a little background there
1: just gives me background noise. If I uh, just go into Schwab and I type in a V U V. And uh, let's see. Let me get this spread here. The current spread as we speak. Oh my goodness! The spread does fluctuate,
2: but to that earlier, extent? earlier,
1: yeah. Why? Wow. Let me reload this because wow.
2: So where, which, huh. uh, where, where are you looking? Schwab. You're at Schwab. I'm looking okay, at. So I'm looking at current reputable. trading the market. Yeah. Yeah, he said he saw the same from both Fidelity and Vanguard. Am I missing all right, something so, here? Yeah, right thought now. You were, right, David, but now I don't think you are. So right now I'm seeing the bid
1: at seventy nine and the ask at eighty
2: four sixty two. That seems crazy.
1: Yeah, the last trade was at eighty, but it's it seems like I don't know what exchange this is. It's a strange I think what we've got is some errant order that is hanging out at some flaky exchange that somebody, somebody's just really being greedy. And there are no, there are currently no No takers. No. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So it looks like the spread can fluctuate, but it doesn't look like, here's what I, I do see is that it looks like the trades are coming in.
0: Still in, in, a, there, in right? a much narrower, range. in yeah. a
1: much narrower, much narrower range. But then this what is you one are of the seeing,
2: problems, yeah, with ETFs, you can have mm-hmm. this issue because they trade all the time, right? Uh, versus mutual funds at the end of the day. And there is going to be this disparity sometimes between uh, the bid and the ask. Yeah, that, that, that but, is an issue. But here's the
1: thing. Here's the interesting thing. Looking at today, it looks like almost every trade for AVUV was somewhere between $80.14 and, and $80.31.
2: Okay, so there's 26 so the on trains. 80 bucks. That's not that's not a big deal, but wow.
1: And Great the question, other thing David. you can do, the other thing you do you can place an order and instead yeah, of putting put it, it in as a market order and worrying yeah. about where put it in as a limit order. Exactly. Say, tell them the price you want to pay.
2: Yeah, that's it. $80.15 uh, whatever it is, so
1: All right. Yeah. So and, yeah, I guess the spread can go crazy. That is a five dollar and sixty two cent yeah. spread. Right. Yeah.
2: We we're poo pooing this when we saw this earlier, but uh David. Yeah, thank because you every for time I've gone
1: in here, I've seen pennies. I've seen literally yeah. pennies, like one, two, three, four, five pennies uh of spread. And to see it that wide tells me there's there's a an errant there a couple of errant trades just hanging out there. And that may also be an effect of let's see, markets closed when we're recording this. So that also may be effective after market orders. When there seeing. may be
2: more volatility there. Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah, kind of a wacky day too. in the market too. I, one final question. Can I ask it real quick? Is that okay? It comes from sure. your old hometown, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado
1: Springs at the yeah. foot of Pikes Peak, yeah. Garden of the Gods. Love go. that place. Beautiful yeah? place. Elizabeth. What about it?
2: Elizabeth Elizabeth wrote, writes, hello, Don and Tom. I ran across a Facebook ad today for a retirement seminar seminar seminar. No, not I ran
1: across a retirement (laughs) seminar. (laughs) You
2: can tell we're getting close to the end here. No, she says, not giving them my contact info. And the seminar was about a quote, secured, guaranteed retirement account. S G R a. They're saying it's a. (laughs) Self self pension plan and guarantees you'll never run out of money. I've never oh heard of this gosh. before. Is this I, a valid way to uh, a veiled way to sell an annuity or what? It sounds yeah. like a veil, all right, but a different type of veil. They're like pulling something. It over is here.
1: no. It's absolutely. It's an annuity. It, they just what they're doing. This is what the insurance industry is famous for: sleight of hand, obfuscation tricks and games. What they're doing is they're disguising an annuity as if it was some special plan with an acronym, with letters for its name instead of just annuity. So they're selling an annuity. My guess is if it's a dinner, uh, that it's going to be an indexed annuity because they pay commissions that are ridiculously high. They pay the kind of commission that can allow an insurance agent to offer people steak dinners. All it takes is one sucker to buy from them, and that dinner is it. paid for, as is the private aircraft, uh, pretty much. So the commissions the, are so Not the large. private
2: aircraft in this this room oh
1: definitely the private aircraft in your room what are the really what's the most what's the most expensive plastic aircraft you have in there oh
2: those are after i keep forgetting they're plastic i look up they're models they're models that's a a mere model uh okay so no don't give them your name and elizabeth do not purchase said product by the way anytime you're thinking about annuities always think of three things i mentioned this at retire meet commissions Mm -hmm. fees yeah Surrender, commissions, fees, uh-huh. and surrender. Say that over and now over here's and over again. You won't You won't buy, you here's won't the buy them.
1: Here's the problem. Here's the problem. you may not have all three. Uh, but you may not have all three. You May not. But generally, no, You may an indexed annuity has no internal fees. None.
2: It, but but you're paying a difference. Speaking of the bid and the ask, I, I mean, you're I just, know just, you're paying a bolonios. huge spread because yeah,
1: below yeah, bolo, yabonios, They're using they're using made up indices. And then they're only giving you a fraction of the I return. Know. Or in some cases, they'll give you three times the return of a made-up index that is obviously not going to ever return you more than three or four, maybe 5% yeah, per
2: year. Best we've case. run the numbers. So, okay, yeah. you're right. So, as we've I said. We've
1: run the numbers. And this is the thing. By, by the way, all of you lying insurance salesmen out there who actually believe. I'm Some of you apparently are stupid enough to believe your company's pitch. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to cut you some slack because you just don't know any better, but for all the rest of you lying, steak selling slime balls, You know, you know that the returns aren't going to be any more than three to 5% per year. You know that for a fact because you're not a stupid person. You see, I'm cutting the stupid people in your industry a little, a little bit of slack, but not you, not the smart ones. If you've ever run the numbers, if you've ever run the numbers, you know you're a bald-faced liar when you tell someone they're going to get the returns of the market with no risk. You're a bald-faced, absolute, I do not fear you one second liar.
2: Thank you. Can I mention something else here? You got to do your public service announcement. I'm going to do mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, one of the things I find when I talk to a lot of you is still some of the basic terminology, the basic understanding of investments and that sort of is not there. Right. Eh, Maybe I heard heard index funds. Let's do that. I heard. Okay. Here's an idea. All right. For almost everybody. We're doing. You mean listen to our show? No, we thank you for doing that. I hope you're paying attention. Uh, but how about attending our investing one oh one talk on Saturday, March 18th, nine o'clock in the morning. It's part of our in, in women's investing classes, but this for everybody, it's at 9 a.m. Pacific time, March 18th, investing 101. and you can register. It's free, costs nothing. Don't have to give them your, <laughs> your social security number. Wait, did uh, you get a you steak just- dinner? You don't get a steak. You don't even get a steak sandwich. Um, You go to appellowealth.com events, backslash events, appellowealth.com events. March, I have a question. Saturday. Learn.
1: Yes. You said it was part of the women. In, in investing series women's or initiative.
2: Yes. hmm Yep. Women's but initiative. In,
1: anybody's invited. Anybody can go. Yes.
2: Well, then how is it just a women's thing? I don't know. This is what they give me. This is my PSA. You did yours about the insurance company. So this is mine. So
1: there mine you go. was far more passionate than yours.
2: <laughs> I think yours was. So All sign right, up, everybody. learn, know, know what do you wh- got to know because you got to Do know. whatever,
1: do whatever you need to do. Just don't get taken. Remember, yeah. if it sounds too good to be true. It's too good to be true. Really? Come on. The return of the market with no risk. Give me a big, bad break, Buster. Buster. Buddy boy. Oh, speaking of Buster, I found, I think I found the the best of the the Murdoch documentaries. I think the HBO one wins over the others. I think it's the HBO. I didn't even know there was an HBO one. Oh yeah, it's called Low Country. I'm watching
2: Country. the one on Netflix right now. It's called what? No,
1: no. I think that I looked. A, I watched a little of the Netflix one. Low it's Country on HBO. Oh, okay. oh, it is sad. Uh, it's, it's what just, a sad family.
2: But it's you, you hate to use the word pathetic, but kind of really is. So, but wow, but you
1: know, I'm watching it because I like everybody else, despite my claims to a better Trainwreck, angels than you. you, like, the, I, you like I? The I am still wreck, I am still rubbernecking my way by. You know, at least I didn't watch the trial live like my wife did.
2: Uh, Yes. There's somebody in the office that did that. I'm switching today during my workout to the new movie about the Malaysian airplane that disappeared. I think that's that one. one one I want to watch that one. Go, I, that's like the theory of Atlantis kind of stuff. Ladies I mean, and gentlemen, no, welcome to talking
1: real TV. <laughs>
2: that's, but think that through for a moment. That is the idea that a, a major airplane could go down in the ocean. It's they can't a 777, seven, it seven, right? Yeah. It's a big honking plane. Yeah. That it just disappears. That I still, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I'm starting to believe the island thing where they're all living out their lives or whatever. It, Cause it's so freaking, I mean, they find oh. world war two boats from. 80 years ago wait a
1: minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a big minute maybe they are creating the ultimate reality series and they landed it right on an island and dumped all these people and for the oh. last several years they've been filming them and this is going to be a big event wow. It'll, you know i'm, it, it I'm could tuning be in for,
2: didn't they do the truman bigger. show or something already i don't know okay yeah
1: we'll bigger see. than survivor yeah. All right. Thank you all for being a part of Talking Real Money and TV Talk. Uh, We're your hosts, Tom Cock over there in the aircraft hangar, Don McDonald here in steamy Florida. Thanks for being a part of this program. And remember, we're here almost every day and live on the radio on Saturdays, too, at 3 to 5 Eastern, doing this thing we do, which we call Talking Real Money